defenestration we don't we don't yeet things okay i'm gonna blowtorch uh, a candle okay gotta got my creme brulee here because i can't find any of my uh actual lighters so i literally have to use a creme brulee torch to light my candle because every time we record i like to light a candle up here for some ambiance probably a good idea you definitely want the protection of a candle on today's topic Oh, shit. Should I be scared? A little bit nervous. So I just left a birthday party, Mm -hmm. and the child wanted to open their presents at the party. And usually it's become, like, the standard where, like... They do the they do the activity, they do the cake and the, the pizza, and like the parent like slyly sticks all the presents in the car and then that way they open them in at home and we don't have to watch like the the like fever of debauchery and greed as like all the children are like ah! around all the presents. I wanna transform Yeah. For Christmas <laughs> Yeah. Like you don't have to watch that. And, like, it's beautiful. Like, I mean, the the mom and the dad can then be at home, watch it, and, like, they can write down what all the gifts were so that that way if they want to do thank you cards, they can, you know. And, like, this parent, she's just, she's like, ah, forget it, whatever. Which, you know, she, I mean, she's not going to do thank you cards. So, you know, I mean, and honestly, I think thank you cards are a faff. You're thanking them at they're at the party. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, so anyways, like, this child just really wants to open his presents in front of his friends. So, but there's another kid whose birthday party was literally at the exact same time, but just off by an hour. Mm -hmm. So people were leaving this kid's birthday to go to the other birthday. So half his friends were already gone. Aww. And he's going to leave, like, as soon as he leaves his birthday, he's going to the other kid's birthday too. Now here's the kicker. Like, they're asking, uh, like, the kid whose birthday everybody's going to, the parent was standing there talking to us because they know us. And they were talking about the birthday. And I don't think the dad knows, but we weren't invited. Okay. So, awkward. Just decided to go to this party because? Well, like, so the dad was invited to the kid's birthday that we were at. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the dad knows... That the mom didn't invite us to his son's birthday. Oh. Like, we didn't get an invite. So why were you there then? No, we were invited to the kid's birthday. The first oh, kid's the birthday. Oh, the first kid. Oh. We weren't invited to the second kid's birthday. I got you now. I'm like, well, then what the fuck were you doing there? <laughs> oh, no. Of course we were invited to the first kid's birthday. We've known that kid since, like, he was three months old. Like, those... Ah. Okay. That kid and my kid, like, they're BFFs forever. Like, two peas in a pod. But, like, the other kid, I mean, he's a really sweet kid. Like, we totally love that kid. Like, we were really sad when he stopped going to the same school as Addy. But, like, I guess, like, maybe the mom didn't know our email address or doesn't really like me. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I ripped her the wrong way. Whatever. But Mark was like, it's fine. I don't want to go to it. But, like, the other kids were asking Addie if she was going to be there. And Addie was like, where? <laughs> and I'm just like, awkward turtle. Looks like we're crashing a party. Nope, we're not going. <laughs> we're here. We're home. Addie's in her swing watching her iPad. I mean, she doesn't need more cake and ice cream and pizza and stuff. Like, oh. Yeah. 
She already one had enough, enough. belly this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like one party's enough. That's plenty for all of us. Um, so like sometimes there's just like, like the whole like skirting the social awkwardness of like, like I can't, right. I don't even like, I don't, like I have no words for it. It's like, it's just awkwardness. Cause like, you're like, did they mean to not invite us or did they just not know how to invite us? Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. All I know is that this year, Addie doesn't want to have a big birthday party. She wants to have a slumber party with four of her closest friends. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> this works. This works for me. Well, because like literally for the last several years, we have done the big trampoline park, the renting the YMCA, uh, inflatable fun factory, like oh all God, these things. That and sounds things, so exhausting. It's <laughs> It's nauseating and it is expensive. It's like it runs around three to four hundred dollars when you're yeah. done. And you're like, this is too much. You know, and you have to invite the whole class and it's like you get too many presents and you're and it's like Addie's birthday is right after Christmas, so she just got a huge haul of presents for Christmas and now she's getting a huge haul of more presents for her birthday. And I'm just like, this is just too much stuff. And it's like, she gets things that she doesn't want and she doesn't need. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Like, she got things for her birthday last year. Like, they're still in the box. <laughs> like, uh, the people meant well. But it's like, when is she ever going to use that? Right. She's not. It's like, it's a really sweet present. And I really appreciate it. But like, no, thank you. My my middle stepson, he would be happy if, if everybody just gave him, like, a Subway gift card. That kid could eat Subway every day for the rest of his life and be happy about it. So, Well, yeah. this year, she, she for her slumber party, she's going to ask for donations to give to It Takes a Village, which is a nice. dog shelter. So, like, blankets and dog toys and things like that so that she can take it to It Takes a Village because that's where we got... Um, our new dog from and she wants to give back to the the shelter that she got our dog from can i trade so. you kids like you can have all three of mine and i'll take Addie because yeah she is anyway. so wholesome like i mean come on for christmas she wants seeds well actually um trista on friday we got a phone call and a picture trista essentially got like student of the month the teacher's like, she's always so helpful. She's always got a smile. She's always helping her friends. She's helping the disabled kids in the school. She does this and that and the other thing. And like, yeah, it was like a two minute long voicemail that Jules got because she got it when she was at work. But it's like, yeah, that's Trista. She's got the biggest heart. Biggest oh, heart. And that is so sweet. So sweet that Addie wants seeds for Christmas. Right. For like right. what kind of plants? doesn't matter she wants a garden she wants, she wants so garden. so we're going to turn a little section of our backyard into a raised garden nice. so that she can plant seeds and she can garden because she wants she wants to have a little garden like nice. that's what she that's what my kid wants for christmas last year she wanted um a tree because she wanted to give back to the earth <laughs> the year seriously before that, can i trade you kids <laughs> the year before that she wanted um cookies and the year before that, she wanted a donut. Ah, quick, fast, and easy. Perfect. Yeah, like, my kid is just like that. But before um, we, since we've been talking about wholesome things, and I'm pretty sure you don't have a wholesome story for me. No. Let's go ahead and crack into it. 
And while you do that, um, who are you again? Um, my name's Rin. And I'm and Tammy. You are Tammy. And this is I love a good rabbit hole. Heck with yeah, your Javi rabbit hole. <laughs> so this <laughs> you're such a dork. So this was not the topic we were gonna do today. We had to adjust some things. We did and I got to thinking last night about uh, what I was going to do because I procrastinated a little bit late into the evening and about the time that I was getting ready to go to bed was when I went, oh crap, I didn't do my research. But because I was thinking about my research, I came up with a great idea. So in all honesty, folks, we had a topic, but that topic was some convoluted bullshit. It was messed up. We're going to have to figure out how to smooth that and maybe next year do it. Maybe. I mean, it's still there. It's still on the burner. We're not going to tell you what it is because we don't want to give up on it because it's a, it's a great idea. Yes. But I have like this natural talent to make up nursery rhymes. <laughs> like I am part Dr. Seuss cat in the hat. How I managed to do this, I don't know. <laughs> but we need to figure out a way to also make it demented and morbid. Demented and sad. But social. <laughs> but social. Okay. So today, instead of talking about the good, wholesome things like we did in last week's episode, Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus that gives you all the warm, gooey feeling. Let's talk about the darker side of Christmas. Oh, Jesus. You We're mean... going to talk about monsters of Christmas. Of Christmas. Yes. 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 Not... You, you mean like credit cards? No. I'm talking but about actual... Monsters. Physical representations of monsters. My my smile is so big. (laughs) No, of of Christmas presents. Okay, so everybody knows about St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, old St. Nick, the jolly fat guy who comes in, sneaks down your chimney or up your stovepipe, and leaves Christmas presents for good little boys and girls. But what do bad little boys and girls get? They get a lump of coal. Mm, They get a lot more than that. So let's start off with my personal favorite, everybody's famous bad guy, Krampus. No, not Krampus. Oh my God. He's so scary. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, Krampus is actually the nicer of the ones that I found. That's the sad part. So let's get into this. Per Wikipedia, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure in Central and Eastern Alpine folklore who, during Christmas season, scares children who have misbehaved. Dude, he scares adults. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never seen a picture of Krampus, go ahead and look up Krampus. It's K-R-A-M-P-U-S, and good luck sleeping tonight. Um, So I, there was a lot of stuff about Krampus that I didn't know when I was doing my research. So apparently he assists St. Nicholas or Santa Claus the pair visit children on the night of December 6th with Santa or with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts such as oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate, while the badly behaved ones receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. He rides with Santa? He rides with Santa. Um, the fuck? <laughs> apparently Krampus was thought to have been part of pagan rituals for the ri- winter solstice according to legend he is the son of and I, I'm going to mispronounce this Hel H-E-L uh, the Norse god of the underworld 
with How can these... you mispronounce hell? H-E-L. I mean, he- is well, it hell or heel or hell? It, it is a Nordic hell? god, so I, I don't even know. I probably effed up the pronunciation of that. Like it's probably hell. <laughs> um, with the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas despite efforts of the Catholic Church to ban him. <gasps> yeah, fuck you, Catholic Church. You're something you can't get rid of. <laughs> right? Krampus. Krampus. Oh, they tried. They tried. Um, since wait, isn't it like in German pronunciation? Sorry, I'm just totally interrupted. It's like it's like Krampus. It's actually Bavarian, and it's Krampon. Krampon. Yeah, Krampon. sounds like you're saying crap. It's like you're saying crap on. I'm gonna get to it. Crap There's a on, lot of crap off <laughs> the crapper. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of words that I am going to just annihilate today. Um, Your white side's going to come out? Yeah, I've been trying to learn German for several years. So uh, if my stepmom's listening to this, I'm going to apologize to everybody of Nordic (laughs) descent for how I'm going to botch stuff. I said jaw. Yes, yes, you did. (laughs) Still not, you know, that you live that in. Okay, so since 1984, the character has become better known globally having been portrayed in Hollywood horror films, almost unknown before this time. Krampus has begun to become a part of the American pop culture. So, yay, we're adopting Krampus. <laughs> um, the etymology behind Krampus is thought to come from either the Bavarian Krampen, meaning dead, or rotten, or from the German Kramp, or Krampen, which means claw. Rawr. <laughs> So he, so crampon, which sounds like tampon, uh, so claw, bloody claw. Oh, it's the claw! (laughs) Okay, although Krampus appears in many variations, most share some common physical characteristics. He is hairy, usually brown or black, and has the cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long pointed tongue lulls out and he has fangs. So usually when you see him, his tongue sticking out like he's, what's his fungus from Kiss? Gene Simmons. Like yeah. really long. And, ah. Yeah. Um, Krampus carries chains, though, to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. Of more pagan origins is the root a bundle of birch branches that Krampus carries and which he occasionally swats children. The root... So what you're saying is this mofo is not stealth. No. No, no, no. He's got zero like chill. He's a noisy ass guy. <laughs> you're gonna hear him coming. Like he's got some chains like jinga 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 and some switch sticks. So he's like jinga Wow, you do not do well for a human beatbox. <laughs> No. Um, no, I don't. So, let's see. That's a whole lot of noise. <laughs> the root may have had significance in pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. The birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. Sometimes Krampus... Yeah. Sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Some of the older versions make mention of naughty children being put in the bag and taken away. The quality can be found... In other companions of St. Nicholas, such as Zvart Piet. Zvart Piet. I'm sorry, could you say that one more time? Maybe three more times? I'd love to hear you try that again. Zvart Piet. Zvart Piet. Zvart Piet. Zvart, one more. 
for the people in the back. Zvat Piet. What does Zvat Piet mean? We're going to get to it. Roger. But Krampus is not alone. Krampus isn't the only monster Krampus <laughs> that ha- comes around does, during Christmas. Does Krampus have friends? Krampus has got homies. <laughs> so, right. And it's not it's not just uh, in the German or Nordic descent that we have these. Excuse me. I'm thirsty. Notice her thirsty quenching device doesn't sound nearly as refreshing as mine. Hers just sounds like a metal canteen bottle. Uh, it is. And my water is nice and cold. Right. It's because she's an Oregonian and that's what they drink out of. Canteen bottles. Word. Anyway. So Christmas hauntings have a deep cultural and literary history. One seasonal spook is the Slavic Baba Yaga, a present-stealing witch, is generally remembered today as a holiday monster, though her character has only become associated with Christmas and New Year's in modern times. Bitch better stay away from underneath my tree. I will go toe up on her. Yeah, they show a lot of... (laughs) Well, that's about right, because uh, the pictures that I've seen of her, she's she's small, like almost gnome size. Like, I will stick my foot up her little (laughs) gnome butt. Back up off my presents, you little baba ganoush. (laughs) Okay, so this one, I'm going to say it slowly because I did learn how to pronounce this one. It's called Yo Yola Carterin. Yola Carterin. Yolo. <laughs> Yola Carterin. That's what I say when I'm shopping. Yolo, it's in my cart. <laughs> yeah, this this is definitely one of those Slavic words. It starts with a J, ends with an N, and has got a whole bunch of ubulets or whatever they're called over the Unlauts. Unlauts, that's it. An ubulet is where they dump her in labyrinth, huh? An ubulet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, didn't, they dropped her in the bog of eternal stench. No, when he drops her and then like the the cleaners come when he first finds her with oh. the little guy. Anyway, so Yola Carterin is the Icelandic Yule cat or Christmas cat. Most people would think, oh, kitty, yay. No, he's not a nice cat. In so fact, he's not like Socks the cat. No, in fact, he might eat you. I'd like to see him try. I'm a Yummy. big girl. <laughs> this character is tied to the Icelandic tradition in which those who finished all their work on time received new clothes for Christmas, while those who were lazy did not, although this was mainly a threat, because most of these monsters pretty much are a threat to keep kids in line. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that if I do my work on time that a cat is going to give me clothes? No. No, no, no. The cat oh. doesn't give you clothes. You you get clothes throughout the year, I'm guessing. It, it doesn't specifically say. But the cat is there to threaten those who don't do their work. Okay, Let me finish. It's like, how the fuck is a cat going to know my size? <laughs> it's Christmas. Miracles happen. True. Um, to encourage children to work hard, parents uh, told the Yale tale of the Yule cat, saying that Yola Carterman would tell who the lazy children were because they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas, and these children would be sacrificed to the Yule cat. This reminder tends to spur children into doing their chores. Enjoy my garage door. I do. I actually got was looking up to see if it was part of my stuff. Can, can we just point out one slight bit of irony with this? Okay, so they are encouraging people to do their work on time and not be lazy. And they're threatening them with a motherfucking cat. Yeah. What is the one thing a cat does like 24, 23 hours out of the day? Sleep. 
Right? <laughs> now, can we just say, hello, kettle, this is the pot. Yeah. Again, like, all of these, all of these are just to basically keep your kids in line around Christmas time. Like, pick a more active animal. Like, I don't know, the Yule Squirrel. <laughs> the Yule Guinea Pig. Something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'd be scared of a Yule Guinea Pig. Like, maybe, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe the Yule Moose? Are moose okay. more active? I have no idea. What's I've never act- met a moose. The Yule Bear. Ooh, yeah, the Yule Bear. I'd be scared of that <laughs> shit. Be like, no, man, the the Yule Kodiak. Could you imagine that? The Yule Kodiak. The Yule Kodiak coming after you. Like, do your shit or the Yule Kodiak is going to come get you. Right. Like, Um, that'd be scary. So, so yeah, that is a Icelandic Nordic one. This one has, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to pronounce this, but I'm really screwing this one up. Go for it. Frau Persia. Frau Persia. Persia. Yes. Persia. Yeah, it's spelled P-E-R-C-H-T-A. But the C-H-T-A is soft, so it's Frau Persia. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to practice that one for a while last night. And again, I mean, Jane's I'll, probably I'll, still laughing at me. <laughs> I'll believe you. Okay. So, tales told in German and Austria sometimes feature a witch named Frau Persia who hands out both rewards and punishments during the 12 days of Christmas, December 25th through Epiphany on January 6th. She is best known for her gruesome punishment of the sinful. Is she she the one who gives you the partridge in the pear tree? Because honestly, that sounds like a bullshit gift. She, no, no, no. She does the opposite. If you're sinful, she'll rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. The ugly image of Persia may show up on Christmas processions in Austria, somewhat like Krampus. What the fuck is wrong with Germany? (laughs) (laughs) Like, here in the States, we're like, oh, if you're naughty, you get a lump of coal. I mean, in all honesty, coal can, like, heat your house. So, I mean, it's not a terrible gift. But no, over in Germany, they're like, if you're naughty... Pear-shocked is going to rip out your guts and put in some trash. <laughs> what? Like, okay, I mean, I get that they had Hitler and, like, that, like, things were really messed up. But, like, dude. Like, there's, like, <laughs> let's warn the children about things that are wrong and then let's just maim their brains for the rest of their natural born. <laughs> That's why they had Hitler. <laughs> Have you ever watched a Krampus parade? No. Yeah, some of those, like, and there's children, like six, seven-year-old kids, even younger, standing on the side of the road, and the the parents are smiling and waving, and here's these devil-looking things coming out, and, like, these people carry whips and chains. Some of them even go as far as actually taking kids and putting them in a rucksack on their back and walking a couple blocks with them. Like, it's terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. And and they think that's normal and that's fine and okay and their kids turn out normal i would like to see what the therapy sessions are like over there (laughs) i don't think they have to have as many therapy sessions as we do over here (laughs) maybe it's because they're desensitized to like insane fucked up things that like we're just a bunch of like mamby pamby hold hand type people that like everything terrifies us that they're just like desensitized to it i don't know but like rip out your internal organs and shove it full of garbage yeah (laughs) Huh. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on. I'd ask you to rub your ears, but your headphones. <laughs> I feel like I need to rub my internal organs. 
Okay, so this one is called Belschnickel. Oh, I like that name. I, I figured sounds, you just would. Sounds like, like a Snickers. Like a, no, it sounds like a cute little elf dressed in green. Oh, it's so not. Oh. It is not. <laughs> it very is not. Belschnickel is a male character from, well, look at this, southwestern Germany, Lore, who traveled to the United States and survives in Pennsylvania Dutch customs. You're not welcome here, Bear Schnickel. Get your butt out of here. <laughs> fans, I like how you pronounce that, though. You did very well. Um, fans of The Office will recognize Dwight's impersonation of him. I've never watched The Office, so I don't know. Neither have I. Um, he comes to children sometimes before Christmas, wearing tattered old clothing and raggedy fur. Bear Schnickel carries a switch to frighten children and candy to reward them for good behavior. In modern visits, the switch is only used for noise and to warn children they still have time to be good for Christmas. Then all the children get candy, if they are polite about it. The name Belschnickel is portmanteau of the German Belzen, meaning to wallop and nickel for St. Nicholas. So Wallop St. Nicholas? I don't get it. No. <laughs> um, I kind of like that one because it's like he's using the the switch to like warn the kids. Like, this is your final warning. Pull your head out of your ass. Or as I like to tell my kids and the dog to unfuck themselves. And if they're good, then they'll get candy and presents. It doesn't say what would happen if he if they're not good. But I'm guessing it's I'm, something to do with the switch. I'm sure he just chops off their legs and sticks sticks <laughs> in their in their ass. <laughs> That's twisted. <laughs> oh, and ripping out their insides and shoving it full of garbage, isn't it? I didn't make up these stories. I'm just telling them. You know, every single fable has some sort of truth in it. So yes. I can't help but wonder, yeah. where did Frau Birchmucker fuck <laughs> come from? Uh, from the North. I don't know. But like, what what part of hers is like, like what part of hers is like partially real? I don't know. Like maybe she feeds you something rotten and it makes you vomit. Like you get rotten food and it makes you vomit. Possibly. I bet that's what happens because you throw your guts up. Yeah. How else do you think she's gonna get your insides to stuff you with garbage? Ugh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. So let's see. This one. So maybe she's Frau Upchuck. Frau Upchuck. <laughs> okay. So this one is Hans Trapp. And this is not like the Von Trapps. This is completely different. Hans Trapp? Hans Trapp. That sounds like a fish. It's another anti-Santa who hands out punishments to bad children in the Alsace and Lorraine regions of France. So this one comes to us from France. Oh. The legend says that Trop the is was a real man, a rich, greedy, and evil man who worshipped Satan and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. He was exiled into the forest where he preyed upon children. Disguised, and this is, I hate, I hate scarecrows, hate scarecrows, Disguised oh, as a scarecrow with straw jutting from his clothing, he was about to eat one boy he captured when he was struck by lightning and killed, some say a punishment of his own from God. Still, he visits young children before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow to scare them into good behavior. Let me tell you what. He's not an anti-Santa. He's an anti-scarecrow. I just set his ass on fire. <laughs> 
walk up onto my porch and watch me light this match, motherfucker. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> He's more of a Halloween Santa. Yeah. He's like Jack Skellington. He's like, he's, oh my God, he's Jack Skellington finding Christmas. He's the nightmare before Christmas. I would not set Jack Skellington on fire, though, because, I mean, he was trying to do something good. Well, that's because he wouldn't light very well. He's no. like two pounds fully clothed in soap. Yes, but a scarecrow? I'd light that shit on fire. I hate scarecrows. Especially if it's walking. Exactly. Light it on fire and run the opposite direction. Uh, yeah. Scarecrows okay. are Screepy. 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 Heard it here first. Write that down. Um, okay. So this is another one from France. It's... This one's fun to say. Pierre Fautard. Fautard? Fautard. F-O-U-E-T-T-A-R-D. Pierre Fautard. It's like a picture of Todd. (laughs) It's the French legend. My Fautard. This is my photon. I don't want one of these, though, because his name actually translates to Father Whipper. Yeah. <laughs> so it begins with an evil butcher who craved children to eat. He or his wife lured three boy- boys into his butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. St. Nicholas came to the rescue, resuscitated the boys, and took custody of the butcher. The captive butcher became Peter Fotod, St. Nicholas's servant, whose job it was to dispense punishment to bad children on St. Nicholas's Day. So on Christmas Day. No, St. Nicholas Day isn't Christmas Day. Oh, it's not? No, St. Nicholas Day is, um, it's a different day. It's earlier in December. Um, oh, is that the December Saint, 6th? St. Nick Day. Is, yeah, it's December 6th. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the day, like, when you put your shoes out and you get, like, oranges and, and uh, things yes. like that from St. Nicholas. But, like, Christmas Day is, you know, that's Jesus's birthday. Yeah. And Bullshit. see, that's where, like, Bullshit. Christmas Bullshit. actually came from these pagan holidays. Right. So that's where I kind of got this idea from is because right. the Celts were basically pagan until Christianity right. decided it needed to take over the world. Yeah, but St. Nicholas Day is um, December 6th, and that's okay. when you get all those little fruitsies and stuff like that. Okay. Now but I, I guess that's something that's heavily, like, celebrated over in, like, European countries and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's not really celebrated here in the United States. No. No, it's not. Again, most of these are from Europe, the north, up that way. Because I'm pretty sure if I tried to have Addie celebrate St. Nicholas Day, telling her that if she set out her shoes, she could get, you know, like food and things like that she would set out every single pair of fucking shoes she owned <laughs> you'd be tripping over shoes all day <laughs> yes okay child. so from norway comes the legend of the niece i believe is how it's pronounced it's a s-s-e um a gnome-like creature who assists with daily farm choice cho- oh, good look daily farm chores in order in Oh my god. Okay, we're going to stop and start this again. From from Norway comes the legend of the Nis, a gnome-like creature who assists with daily farm chores in return for respect and a simple bowl of porridge with butter at Christmas. A similar character called the Tom also appears in Swedish folklore, but it doesn't say much more than that. I don't know why it was listed under a monster, because it doesn't sound like... It sounds like the little elves that helped... The cobbler make the shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe they steal the shoes. Possibly. 
So here is your answer from earlier. Svat Piet, or Black Peter, accompanies Santa during his Christmas rounds and gives cold to naughty children. Not so bad, right? Wrong. Yeah. So this is where we get the whole, if you're bad, you get a lump of coal from Christmas story comes from. This legend from Belgium and the Netherlands takes a darker turn for particularly naughty children who do not heed Svart Peter's warning. The story goes that both Sinterklaas, the Dutch version of Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. Svart Peter live in Spain and cross the ocean to deliver gifts to Dutch children. The nice one gets presents, the really naughty ones get dragged back to Spain by Svart Piet and forced to work in the coal mines for eternity. Oh, that's so, shitty. Yes. They end up with black lung. Yep. And they die a horrible, miserable death, which all of these sound just absolutely awful from birch twigs and being kidnapped by a goat man to being gutted and shoved full of trash and, and then, having your legs chopped off and stuck with twigs. Then, and, you know, dying in a coal mine in a completely different country so far away from home. Right. I mean, like... All we ever say is just be on the nice list or be on, you know, or you're going to be on the bad list. We don't ever really say what happens if you're going to be on the bad list, except you're going to get a lump of coal. Well, now we know. (laughs) You're going to be eaten by a cat. (laughs) Europe, what is wrong with you? Like, damn, dude. Traumatize your kids. So, Like, I mean. Go ahead. Like, we just, we kind of just, you know, mamby-pamby their hands. Mm-hmm. I did find, there was a one from Asia that I found, but it wasn't, it's not a monster per se. Basically, around New Year's, shortly after Christmas, around New Year's Eve, um, men get dressed up in um, what almost look like ghillie suits. You know, like, long dangling things coming off of them. And they wear big scary mask and they beat their drums to i don't know tell kids that they need to behave for the next year that it wasn't really clear what happened but apparently that's what asians do to threaten their their kids during the christmas season i don't yeah so but mostly it's europe they they, they're messed up they, they got some. I mean, China, Asian countries, I thought they just beat the crap out of them, that or abandoned them. Um, or just, you know, tell them you be doctor. Yeah, or just straight <laughs> out kill them because, you know, we already have a son or a daughter. Yeah, right. Whichever one it was. But anyway. I don't think they do. I don't think they do that anymore. They don't. I, I, they don't. No, I, I think they I think they eliminated the one child. Yeah, law. it's, it's like, illegal to do that now. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they used to. So, remember kids. Be good, for goodness sake. You better not pout. You better not cry. You better not pout. I already said that line. I know why. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. And he's bringing Krampus and Black Peter and Frau Bersh <laughs> and a cat. They see you when you're sleeping. Okay, now you're just making they it creepy. They know when you're awake. <laughs> They know if you've been bad or good, and they're gonna eat you like steak. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I have an uncanny ability to rhyme things, even when I shouldn't. Yes. So that is my story about Christmas monsters. That take is it disturbing for what it is, and however you want to take it. But yeah, 
Well, again, all folklore, all stories, all of it came from something. Somewhere, somehow, that story happened from some sort of Mm -hmm. truth. There was once a woman who did something that caused the story to morph into what it became. Now, whatever happened to cause it to morph, don't know. But there was something. Mm -hmm. And that's the really messed up part. There was a cat that did something. Or a beast that looked like a cat. A wee beastie. That did something. Like every bit, every fairy tale, every folklore, every story out there has some sort of yep. truth layered within it. Now, where the truth is layered, it's, it's you know, that's the hard part to find. Because sometimes the stories are so old, you'll never know where the truth is. But that is often the most frightening part is because you don't know what could be the truth. Exactly. And again, um, Christianity took us so much from pagan rituals. I mean, look at the Druids and the Celts and all of that. So, Oh, I know. Who's to say? Christianity took something from everything. They bastardized it who's all. Who's to say that Krampus isn't going to come sneaking around trying to figure out which kid is naughty and nice. And if you hear that tap, tap, tapping of a birch twig, you should probably straighten up and fly right. Pretty much. Although, I mean, I will tell you straight up, I was rotten as fuck as a child. (laughs) And I still got Christmas presents from Santa. But, you know, that's neither here. Ah! Oops. Sorry about that. I just, like, whacked my microphone. For all you listeners, I'm so sorry. I just screamed really loud. My bad. (laughs) Anyway. So that's my story. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for saving um, our proverbial asses tonight uh, with our recording. We needed it. We needed a good Christmassy story. Uh, I was not (laughs) expecting that. Uh, Oh, God. Now I'm going to have a nightmare. Just wait until springtime. Then I really want to do something about Celtic folklore and fairy tales during Beltran. Beltan? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. The spring solstice. (laughs) Beltram. I think I think Beltram is the name of a a, a bus system in like I have Belgium. no idea Belgium I don't know anyway maybe it's a the Matt two. suggested it last night I was like oh yeah that'll be perfect in the springtime bring a ling a ding you know when all of the springtime all of the fairies and the fey folk come out to start to play the sprites are flittering around yeah they're not so nice. Darby O'Gill and the little people start frolicking. Yeah, and then they want to eat your souls because you Banshees lied to them. Banshees start screaming. It's going to be a good time. Join us in the spring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scream like a banshee. That would be me when we were at Disney World. <laughs> screaming like a banshee on a banshee. Nice. All right. Well, just so you know, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter under Like Rabbit Holes. If you have any story ideas or any feedback for us, you can email us at likerabbitholes at gmail.com. Please feel free to drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Uh, Also, as always, wherever you are, have a wonderful morning, night, or afternoon. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Or Krampus will find you. (laughs) Or they're going to top off the (laughs) Which is...